I don't know how I let you talk me into camping. Oh, it'll be fun. We can drink beers, make some s'mores, tell ghost stories. We like s'mores, so, and so, so does, does our new friend. Hi. Where's that music coming from? From that guy with the machete. Oh, I'm out. We like a hockey mask. Want to play Catch the Camper? Hello and welcome to Hair Raising Horror. I'm your host, Zelina, and I'm here with my soul sister in all things scary and my sister in real life, April. We hope to entertain you with stories that have a little something for everyone. We do need to warn you though, some creepy stories are interesting, while others are just downright disturbing. We will discuss all things that make your hair stand on end, so sit back and have fun listening. Thanks for joining us today. Summer Camp Murders. I know what I think about every time I hear that sound. Summer Camp, 80s gratuitous boob shots, lots of dumb people getting naked in the woods and dying. Honestly, if Jason didn't kill them, the Lyme disease from all the tick bites would have. Friday the 13th movies were great campy horror fun back in the day. Welcome back. Hope everyone is having an incredible week. We want to give a quick shout out to our new listeners in Germany and France. Das Willkommen. Benvenue. We are excited to have you as part of our listenership. Hope you enjoy today's show. I remember my parents shipped me off to week-long summer camps for several years growing up, but it wasn't just any camp. It was a religious Bible summer camp. No, I'm kidding. Sort of. It was a lot of Bible verse memorizing, horseback riding, and Jesus trivia in between swim time. The only thing that scared me at camp was the possibility of them running out of ice cream. It was a nice camp, though. Made some memories. Yeah, you're lucky yours was nice because mine was not a great experience. <laughs> what was wrong with your summer camp? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mine was horrible. So you went to like, you know, they have like the generic brand items and then you have name brand. Well, yours was a name brand camp, but mine was like a generic version <laughs> of Bible camp. <laughs> Yours was the Walmart one. was the Target. <laughs> mine wasn't even Walmart. Mine was like Aldi. <laughs> Hey, Aldi's is nice now. <laughs> okay, pre-2020 pre Aldi, like you're talking 1988 Aldi. <laughs> what was wrong with it? It was just, you know, I don't know. I just, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have anybody that I knew there. Mom, of course, is like the latest person ever. She <laughs> never got money in on time. She never signed us up for stuff on time. And... This was like the last camp that had a couple slots available. And so she just sent me to this random Bible camp. It was called the White Church Bible Camp. <laughs> literally, I was the only brown person there. You know, like literally it was the White Church. So, yeah, it was just, I mean, it was horrible. The food was horrible. The people were horrible. I absolutely hated it. Well, do you guys didn't have like water slides and horseback riding and stuff like ours? Hell no. 
They had like literally the the, the sprinklers yeah, set up on yeah. the lawn. <laughs> it was like the the swimming. It was like a swimming hole, like literally a swimming hole. And they had like some horse troughs, you know, what are the horse watering troughs that they have? That's what we. That's what I had to take. <laughs> Take, you know, turn swimming in kind of thing. Yeah, I'm serious. It was horrible. You know, I mean, they were really big, but only Wait, like four people could swim in it. Why didn't you go to the camp that I went to? Is it because of the age difference? Yeah, or? the age. They didn't because oh, see okay. the um the uh, you went to the Youth for Christ, right? It's not called Youth for Christ anymore, but yeah, they had like two big camps, and I think that was for like 13 and over. Or 14 and over. 14 to 18 or 13 to 18. But I was only like 8 or 9 years old. So I wasn't allowed to go to the Youth for Christians. Oh. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry mom doesn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you send your kid, your kids uh, to sleepaway camp now? Hell no. Why? Mike, no. My kids can't even be a couple nights away from me. Like, by the second night, they're calling me all the time and telling me they need to see me or, you know, they want to hug me or they want to kiss me. And, you know, nowadays they probably don't even allow you to have your cell phone. They're probably like, leave your cell phone at the front. You know, my kids would die without video chatting me or being able to talk to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. My son has no desire to go to sleepaway camp. He will do the day camps, but that's it. Forget anything else. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my kids would even really want to do the, the day camps. They don't like even being away from me during the day. Oh, my gosh. They need to cut the umbilical cords, man. Well, it's officially summer, and that means camps are opening up for business. I was watching the original Friday the 13th movies in Sleepaway Camp recently, and I started to wonder how many real-life camps have had murders happening in them. I was not wondering, wondering that. You were the one wondering that. I don't want to think about stuff like that. Well, unfortunately, I found one too many. And one happens to be the one you attended, April. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would not be surprised. I'm kidding. It was not. <laughs> it did happen a lot, though. One that really bothered me was the one that was dubbed the Oklahoma Girl Scout Murders. It, it was 43 years ago on June 13th, 1977. Three Girl Scouts were brutally murdered at Camp Scout. The girls, Denise Milner, was 10, Lori Farmer, 8, and Michelle Goose was nine, and they were headed to the two-week Girl Scout camp in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with nothing but thoughts of fun and adventures in their mind. See, Mom tried to send me to the Girl Scout camp. I think I went once before I got kicked out, and <laughs> <laughs> and I just I did not have fun. I did not. I don't enjoy being outside. It was just, it was you horrible. Don't. No, and and that and you know, and I went because my best friend was in the same Girl Scout troop. And her and I were just not outdoorsy people. And it was like literally to go anywhere, you had to hike down. It was like uh, like rocks and it was almost like a mudslide because it had rained like a few days before we went to camp. And it was in the middle of nowhere. I believe, I think it was in Kansas, maybe Kansas or Missouri. And, uh, but it was not Oklahoma, thank God. And, um, but it was horrible. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. There's literally nothing around. Well, yeah, because they own acres upon acres yeah. that yeah. they, that they use for these facilities. You know, same thing with the Boy Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and your best friend were more of like the Troop Beverly Hills type of. Exactly. Do you remember exactly. that movie? Yep. <laughs> Let's camp out on the, uh, hotel room floor. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Camp Scout has been owned and operated by the Girl Scouts since 1928. The girls arrived on Sunday, June 12th. 
and quickly became friends and tent mates. The first day was cut short due to a severe thunderstorm, so everyone went to bed early. The next morning around 6 a.m., a camp counselor was headed to take a shower when she came across the bodies of all three girls lying there. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Waking just, up. Yeah. Going to go take a shower and seeing just a bunch of blood. Oh, my gosh. The, like the nightmare, the horror. Uh, it said that Denise was lying on top of her sleeping bag and the other two were zipped inside their sleeping bags mm-hmm. under the base of a tree. So they did opt- autopsies and they revealed that all three girls were sexually assaulted. Denise had been strangled and beaten. And then Lori and Michelle were killed with blunt force trauma to the head. The police say the assaults took place in the tents and then the bodies were moved, dragged that's to the crazy. tree. I know. It, and that's crazy that they could tell that, but yet they couldn't do enough testing right. for, you know. But the head of the camp called the police and sent all the campers home within hours, you know, trying to. And then police were at a loss as to who could have ha- committed these murders. And, Being in the middle of nowhere. Right. And no one was ever convicted for them. That's crazy. There were arrests, but not enough evidence to find anyone guilty. Um, there were reports that. There are reports that state a couple of months earlier there was an incident during a special cadet weekend because apparently they rent out their facility to other groups. Mm. But anyhow, so they were saying that uh, the cadet weekend had someone, someone's tent had been ransacked and there was a, lef- a note left um, there stating that we are on a mission to kill three girls. It was a quote directly from this little note that they found. Wow. Supposedly the camp director said some of the campers confessed to writing the note, but people think they were pressured into confessing, you know, to something they didn't do kind of to help the camp save face. These murders are still under investigation to this day. That's sad. I mean, that's a long time ago, 77. Right. And so they can't retest the DNA now with the new technology that we have? No. They said that the semen they found on the scene has degraded. It breaks my heart that they were so young when this happened. Well, yeah. And you're talking about like the 70s where they had kind of like the Barney Fife detective work or police work. You know, there's a crime scene and everybody's walking through it. Right. They're touching everything. They're not wearing gloves, you know. And who's to say, like, how many of the camp counselors or the right. owner walked right. over there and checked it out? And, you know, there's just, there's no way of knowing, unfortunately. And that's scary. And when you have that much acreage, there's no one there to police it. There's no one there to no. know who, who's, who else is camping out there, you no. know, randomly, who's jumped their fence or well, whatever they and have. a lot of it is wooded. And you're pulling up, like they literally would bus us in. And there was hundreds of kids, hundreds of Girl Scouts. And they would just bus you in. Like your parents would drop you off at a, at some meeting spot and they would bus you in. And there was kids from all over the states where, you know, like the Midwestern area. Mm-hmm. So they were just busing them in. And then all we would all ride these buses to the middle of, it was the middle of nowhere. It was scary. When I got there, I was like, holy crap. I'm not, I mean, I, I'm not a scared kind of person and I wasn't really scared as a kid, but this scared me. Like we got there and I told my friend, I don't think I can make it for a week, (laughs) you know? And luckily, I don't know if it was like my soul that called, you know, the rain, like Moana calls the sea, but it started storming two days in and we had to actually leave camp because it was raining. Because so it was rain. I mean, it was like torrential downpour. <laughs> You're you like, thank and you, I was like, Lord. thank you, God, for you know making it rain. And it was it was horrible though. I those those two days that we were there, it was hot. It was probably like a hundred degrees. Hey, you know what? Quit crying. You weren't raped and murdered. <laughs> okay, you go- <laughs> tough it up. <laughs> but no, I can understand. 
them being, I mean, I'm sure they were scared, you know? Right. Poor little You think things. you're going to go have fun. And yeah, and, you're, and you get raped and murdered. Yeah, I know. Poor thing. They were ten, nine, and eight. That's so sad. Well, the next summer camp murder is, is a day camp where the counselor counselors were to blame for the death of a four year old little boy named Yanni Gotsman. First of all, at that age, this is more like a daycare, not a camp. Right. And I mean, I would not send my child at no. four years old to a camp. There's no, no way. In 2005, Yanni drowned at the hands of a camp counselor at the Cathedral Oaks Athletic Club. That's the, that's not surprising though. No, because they're not they're not there to teach the kids or to really pay attention. Those are no, like oh, they're high school and college right, kids. college kids they're just wanting a paycheck. Right, and they're just wanting to look on their phones, talk mm-hmm. to their friends. I mean, I don't know how many times I would sign uh, my son up for stuff, and we'd get there. You know, you're supposed to drop drop him off, and I'm like, oh hell no, this kid's like 16 years old. Right, this kid's not gonna know. You know, and I'm like, are you CPR certified? They're like, no. It's like, <laughs> what the heck? You and know, I'm not leaving my kid. Right, I would I wouldn't leave. I didn't care what they called me, helicopter parent, whatever. But I refused. But yeah, these kids just aren't, you know, they're not qualified to run these things. Well, in 2005, you're talking about the early, mm-hmm. early cell phones. So you're constantly checking it to see if you had <laughs> minutes left, <laughs> minutes or if you had cell phone coverage. Right, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't even smartphone times. Nope. <laughs> well, the counselor was caught on tape dunking Yanni about 12 times in the water, then letting him go, turning his back to interact with other kids while Yanni tried to catch his breath. Was it a, was it a religious camp? Was he trying to baptize him? No. <laughs> no, no religious one on this one. <laughs> Struggling to get to the side of the pool, Yanni couldn't breathe. The counselor turned around to find Yanni floating face down in the pool. It's said that his body floated for more than eight minutes with nobody, no, nobody noticing. That's crazy. Eight minutes long. That, Yeah. That they How, they were not paying attention at no. all. No, I mean because there was a lifeguard, there was you know the counselor in the pool, there was counselors standing around talking. So it's like all these people, you know, didn't notice, didn't them. notice, let this because kid... they didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care. Mm-mm. They weren't. Well, they were just. They were just there to get their paycheck. Right, and the parents later found out that the club was operating the camp without a license. Oh hell no! This kid could barely swim, and he was only forty-one inches tall in a part of the pool that was forty-eight inches. Well, you know, so the parents sued the the athletic club and everything, and I mean, this has been going on forever. Like wow. they, it took forever for them to, you know get things underway but yeah how i mean they went after everybody that was involved and they should have those right. people because you you leave your child thinking that this is a i mean obviously the camp how long had the camp operated for oh several that? years so yeah. you're thinking okay they've been operating this long they're legit they're legit yeah mm-hmm. they're gonna have you know certified people or people who are experienced in camp counseling or experienced swimmers or lifeguards or certified CPA or CPA, CPR, CPR, <laughs> you know, uh, working in this camp and none of them were, none of them were certified. Or, no, they didn't yeah. have any licensing. No one was certified. No one, you know, I mean, it's like, and then uh, it came out in court that the owners, um, actually stated that, you know, they need to do whatever they could to cut corners and save, you know, money. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh. And they probably just saved a few hundred dollars. It probably wasn't right. even anything real big. Well, they lost a lot in court. So right. <laughs> there you go. Well, like most uh, horror films about camp, it's the counselors who die in the next story I'm about to tell you. In, on August 14, 2004 in California, there were two counselors from Rock and Water Christian Summer Camp. And they were found shot to death in their sleeping bags. 
and Jason Allen, 26, and his fiancée, Lindsay Cutshaw, 22, took a day off from the camp and drove to the beach to go camping. They were shot close range by a stranger named Sean Gallen, a 38-year-old crazy man. Gallen was always a suspect from, the, from day one, but was never uh, taken in for it. But he was arrested on the murder of his brother 13 years later, and he killed his brother in his own home. Once arrested, the police took another opportunity to speak with Gallon regarding the counselor murders, and he ended up confessing. So he couldn't keep that in. No, he's, he's like, like, "Oh well, I'm going. Oh, well. to, I'm going to jail for my Might brother." Might as well tell. Yeah, because he was already getting life for his brother. Well, did they say I'm, why he murdered them? I mean, he no. obviously didn't know them. He was just a nut. No, nutcase. he was just crazy. Just crazy. They said that unfortunately that beach had at that time had a lot of like. Uh, homeless people or uh, drifters that would stay the night and it was illegal to sleep on the beach and so they're thinking that that the camp or the camper or the couple just went out to sleep one night or whatever and he thought they were probably mm -hmm. a homeless or something who knows so he was probably going to target he probably thought no one's gonna miss them mm -hmm. exactly. so he probably targeted them thinking they're probably a homeless and he'd couple. get away with it well yeah. he did for 13 years 13 that's a years, long yeah. time but can you imagine trying to find dna on a beach Oh, my gosh. After the tide? Jeez yeah. Louise. Well, I found another crazy camp story, but this one is from the 70s and lasted through the 80s. So there was this British barrister named J or John Jackson Smith who ran a young men's Christian summer camp in a place called Winchester College. He was an evangelical Christian uh, who allegedly abused 22 boys by beating them so badly the victims called it uh, sadomasochistic. And so Smith was the chairman also of the Ewern Trust, which funded the camps. And uh, they, the camps were for public school boys, which I think is kind of weird. Why would you just... Well, why would you associate anything with religion to public school? School boys, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, so there's reports that supposedly he was the leader of a cult as well, so that kind of stuff. But um, reports were made to the Winchester College regarding the beatings, but the uh, college and the trust failed to report these instances to the police. Of Imagine they that. Did. Exactly. Because yeah, they don't want to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be investigated. They may have been doing something shady otherwise. Right. Who so knows? they don't want to bring any attention to themselves. Well, investigations finally happened in 2013. I mean, this happened in the 70s and 80s. 2013, you guys, when the Irwin Trust, or Irwin, sorry, I, I'm not sure Irwin. how to say that. Yeah, Trust report of these beatings came out. These reports were from 1982, but weren't made public until 2016. That's crazy. After 2013 when, you know... The investigation started. That is so much so you're time. talking 30 years later. This is crazy. I mean. So it takes 30 years for those people to get justice. They just hid that shit really yeah. well is what it is. Well, there's some victims who say that they were beaten with a cane, made to undress, and were told that this was the discipline God liked and would help them become holy. Supposedly, supposedly this was a way of mind controlling these boys into his cult. See, and that reminds me of the... Um, documentary the keepers which is about the nun who was murdered and they right. found out who actually did it but well the, and those girls ha had it worse i mean though in the keepers spoiler alert like you yeah spoiler to say, alert <laughs> you know those girls were actually being uh you know sexually pimped abused yeah. and pimped out yeah. to the the men in the city yeah the police mm -hmm. and all that but well, this to me sounded more like those crazy bullshit conversion camps well you but, know but but you know, you're talking in in the keepers. The 
the that main priest he taught and a lot of people didn't know he had taught at a boys boy school prior to and the he school. was beating them with like mm-hmm. cane you know sticks and making them do sexual acts mm-hmm. um and telling them that that's telling what Jesus them that yeah, yeah telling them that that's what god wanted and that was their you know duty to god was to get beaten and perform sexual acts on him you know so i don't know the p i don't know these people are crazy <laughs> Uh, it's 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 nutty i mean to me you know the the mindset back in those days right, of right. the the authority figures and right. how you were to you were do ingrained. whatever they said i right. mean listen to anything they told you to do and it's like oh my gosh you know? yeah it's like the the 40s 50s 60s 70s and even 80s if someone in an authoritative position told you to do something you didn't question it right you did it you know you just did it but I don't know. It, to me, it just seems weird because my kids, and I don't know, maybe, I mean, and I know your son too, but my kids are so headstrong. If someone, if someone hit them or if someone told them they needed to do something, I mean, they would come running to me first and be like, Hey, this person told me to do this. Right. They wouldn't just do it. But we've kind of ingrained that into their heads, you know, growing up yeah. that no one has a right to threaten anything, you know? And, yeah. And you can't trust anyone, you know. But, well, um, you know, Smith moved to Zimbabwe after all this stuff started coming out. He moved with his wife and started another camp there. More allegations of brutal beating surfaced again. Okay, so one thing our dad always says is where there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, once this came out, right then and there, everybody should have known, hey, we need to question this guy. We need to pull him in, you know, but they kept letting him run with it. Right. But that's, that is Mm -hmm. all part of white privilege. Oh, if you are Caucasian, even if you do something bad, it's not questioned. No. Oh, well, he just committed a little bit of a crime. It was a little bit of a murder. It was a little bit of rape. It was a little bit of uh, that's true. You know, I was watching this um, this special on the young like college guys that rape women. The the white ones are the excuses to let them go with a lighter sentence because well we don't want to ruin their lives. We don't want to you know do this. And it's like the African American and Hispanic and the Asian have all gotten prison time. They get the book thrown at them. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Oh my gosh! But anyhow, so once this came out you know he moved to a different part and he moved to south africa and guess what he became a campaigner against against same-sex marriage i mean okay you just don't become against say uh, same-sex marriage all of a sudden he was a bigot from the get-go or he was a closet homosexual because a lot of the people that are like that you know like a lot yeah it's like they're beating their guilt out (laughs) out yes Uh like a lot of those people who like like the like the guy who went and shot up the the pulse nightclub in in florida oh yeah yeah, you know, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. his wife was saying he had homosexual tendencies and he yeah. goes into a gay club and kills people why because he felt you know threatened by himself mm-hmm. so oh my god yeah <laughs> well uh smith finally was excommunicated by the church once he refused to return to the uk and speak with the police against the allegations um, he died recently before any of the victims could get any justice. So that's kind of sad and unfortunate. I was hoping. So why to... didn't they extradite him? Why didn't the United States? couldn't. I don't believe that. He was ill. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever. So, well, so I found a creepy real life Friday the 13th murder in Finland. This was, you know, awful. But on June 5th, 1960, on Lake of Bodom, four teens went camping. Three teenagers were found slaughtered by a maniac two 15-year-old girls, 
and one of their 18-year-old boyfriends were attacked and murdered brutally with a knife. The other boyfriend, who was also 18, was the only survivor and got away with a broken jaw and a concussion. What? Only a concussion? I smell murder. That's what I said as soon as I started (laughs) reading it. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyhow, a handful of suspects were questioned, but they only had one lead. Unfortunately, this man committed suicide and left the confession in a note. So there was no evidence that he did it or anything, and the police dismissed his claims because his wife verified that he was at home and in bed at the time of the murder. So he was just a crazy trying to get... Yeah, trying to get publicity (laughs) or fame. Publicity, yeah. There was also another suspect who allegedly worked for the KGB, but it turns out he was in a different country at the time, assassinating somebody else, you know, whatever. <laughs> I know, those KGB people are pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2004, the police finally got smart and spoke with the sole survivor, finally arresting him. He was put on trial, and they revealed that the blood um, on his hidden shoes, which were found far from the scene, matched the three victims. Hello? Why, okay, again, Barney Fife investigating. Why yeah. wouldn't they look at that earlier? Right, exactly. Well, the, the you know, when they finally started getting smart, the po- prosecutors figured that he fought with the other male teenager who broke his jaw. Well, this made the survivor upset, and he killed all three in a d- drunken rage. Okay, so I don't understand that. Why would he, he kill the girls? They had nothing to do with it. He got he mad at the other guy. And he was pissed. He was probably embarrassed, you know. He was probably... He got demasculated. <laughs> yeah, probably. Who knows? You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so... Let's round out all these camp killings with a horrible attack in Norway. This is a camp uh, that had an unfortunate day. A man dressed as a policeman opened fire on on an island youth camp, killing 85 people. That is a lot of people. Yeah. This is just hours after bombing the capital where he killed seven people. That's crazy. Yeah. His shooting spree is said to have lasted an hour while campers jumped into the water to try and escape the bullets. They tried to swim to safety, but he shot at them with an automatic weapon. He was finally captured, but not before the tragic death of so many. That's so many An hour campers. is a long time to have to go through that. Can well, you yeah. imagine the PTSD you would suffer after that? And you're trying to jump in the water and swim, but he's got an automatic weapon. Right, I so mean, he's you're just not, firing. Yeah, you're not bobbing and weaving that. I mean, hiding the seaweed. Oh, or that's... I know. That's... I mean, there's nowhere well, to would, hide. Yeah, you would try to hide somewhere and... Especially yeah. in open waters, there's no, there's nowhere to hide. There's no yeah. rock, no, no nothing. So, okay. So we spoke about a few different uh, camps and everything like that. We spoke about our camp experiences. Well, I'm just wondering, you know, for all you adrenaline horror junkies out there, I want to see if any of you have ever done this. I, it's time for you to put your money where your mouth is. You need to grab your friends and go out for an adult summer camp. And if you've done this, I would love to hear from you. Um, email us, you know, send us a tweet, something. But I found a couple of adult uh, camps that I'm trying to get my sister to go to with me. (laughs) You will never get me to attend one of these camps. Guaranteed. (laughs) Well, the first one is called Camp Blood, and it's put on by Dark Hills Events. It is an immersive, or I'm sorry, immersive horror experience designed to create terror and excitement for you, according to their website. I can do that watching scary movies on Amazon Prime. (laughs) I don't need to be actually in it. (laughs) Well, check this out. They've got a camp called Jason Lives. It's an overnight camp and you work as a team to try and make it out alive oh my god okay you know the term does a bear shit in the woods it'd be like uh no but zelena does because that would scare the hell out of me trying to 
you know, live out the night? Like, wait, when you say night, are you mean eight hours? Are you meaning five? What, how many hours am I going to have to run? Is it from sundown to sunup? <laughs> right. No, see, I would be like, okay, we're going to assemble a team, and then I'm going to make sure these motherfuckers <laughs> die first. I just got to be the fastest yeah. runner. Well, no, I'm not a fastest runner. I just got to outsmart them, you know, make sure they're behind me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That would be kind of crazy, but, you know, that shit sold out. Really? It, yes, it sold out. See, and that's so, crazy because I, I, I don't know. With my high blood pressure and diabetes, <laughs> I would probably have a heart attack or a stroke or so. Get low blood sugar, get high blood sugar, all at the same time. <laughs> you know? I would, I would die. They would, I would have. They would be like, "You signed this disclaimer." She signed this disclaimer. Sorry, she's dead because she got scared. Nope. Well, in October they have openings. For their Night of the Living Dead experience. No. Oh, that would be awesome. Nope. Imagine camping on the ground and all of a sudden, if these people are like buried alive and they all start, start reaching up. Nope. <laughs> You're no, not going to do any of these with me. No, I'm not. Oh, no. we should go. Come on. No. I don't like zombies and I don't like <laughs> forest murders. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, there's an other one too, okay? So this one you can do... Like, you know, early evening or night. But this, there's a place called Scarefest Green Park in Lenox Township, Michigan. This place has four different attractions you can purchase tickets for. So, Hayride of Doom, Castle of the Dead, Terror Maze, and a Carnival of the Dead Forest. <laughs> don't worry. The people working there cannot touch you. I don't see. I don't care if they can touch me. Just seeing them would probably scare me enough. Are you serious? Yeah, no. I know. I mean, I get scared when I walk past the mirror sometimes and I'm like, whoa, what was that? You know, I forget there's the mirror there. That's probably just because you saw yeah. your face. <laughs> but no, you know how you like scare yourself on accident mm -hmm. and you almost have a heart attack. I couldn't even imagine actually being chased, <laughs> you know? <laughs> see, now I would do those four events. Nope. It's the next part. I I don't know. This one. Okay. So after you're done with all that, you can do um, an, it's an experience called Survive the Night Horror Campout, where the actors are actually allowed to touch no. you then. No, See, no, no, no. that's my thing is the touching. Like, no. Because you know, mm -mm. no. that's when you go into fight or flight. Right. You know, and you're like, mm-mm. <laughs> you're either one of those goats that gets scared and tips over. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or you're the goat that takes off running. <laughs> I'm the goat that would probably tip over. I'm the ones, I'm the type that I start running, but I would trip the person right. next to me. I'd be shoving everybody out of your like, way. Deuces, I'm out. <laughs> Get them, they're slower. Exactly. Are you sure you're not in April? Nope. No, nope. not at all. No, all I right. know. Well, you know, when I was reading, um, the website for the Scarefest Screen Park, it kind of reminded me of that movie Hellfest. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Okay. So I know it's, I don't think it's based off of that though. I think this, this, um, I think that movie was actually based off of Six Flags, Magic Mountain, their Horror Nights in right. October or whatever. But, um, and this, because you bought tickets and you would go to this thing and you'd go through like mazes and all this other stuff. But then of course the killer's following you throughout the entire thing. <laughs> You know, but that's what it reminds me all of. up in your ear. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that's what it kind of reminded me of when I saw the the attraction and everything. I was like, ooh, we and should see, go. Yeah, and see, and I won't even take. There's an amusement park here, and that does the horror. Well, well yeah. and I accidentally read it wrong, thinking that they were having the kid friendly one. And so <laughs> we had our annual passes, and we go. You know, and we're standing there, and and they're like, okay, everybody, line up for the parade, and I'm like, parade. So we we sit down on one of the brick walls there, 
and we're waiting and all these like zombies and vampires and my it was like two years ago <laughs> so, so my kids are like young. six and four and of course my little one she my my i was pregnant also because my my i was getting ready to have uh my youngest child but my middle one she was like this is really cool and my older one is like oh my gosh i'm scared <laughs> they're gonna get me so she kind of freaked out a little bit and I was just like they're not real they're just people you yeah. know they really like Halloween like we do and they like scary movies so that's why they do this job and so after I kind of told her that then she was kind of laughing at them but at first she was I mean her face was in my shoulder she, like, oh, yeah no. she was, and they are actually they they do really good makeup yeah. there and it was the the parade was probably 20 minutes long and they had like a hearse and they had yeah, it's a good yeah, show. They a, do a, a good, good yeah. Halloween horn, you yeah. know. Because it's the months. same it's the same uh company that owns Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have Not Scary Farm. For the kids. For the yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Um no, they you know, they have their horror night there mm-hmm. at Knott's Berry Farm. I've never been to that one. But if it's anything like this, it's really good. Yeah. I I don't know, but uh, I think we should go to one of them. No. Let's take a road trip. Nope. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, Anyhow, we'd like to wish each and every one of you a fabulously freaky week. And remember, keep Keep it it creepy. creepy.